Appreciate you, fellas, as always. There they go. Wax. And my man, Double R, Rodney Rodriguez. I'm glad they broke out a little F1 information. I got a text just a little while ago asking if I was going to F1. I said, not so fast, my friend. But, of course, I want to thank you all for joining me on a hump day edition of Hanging with Harge. I'm your host, Harbaugh Harge, representing the 254 every single day. But now I'm in the 512, and I represent that as well. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you tell five friends to tell five friends to tell five friends about Texas Sports Unfiltered. That's right. My man Brad Kellner put together an awesome group of guys that you've been listening to every single day. You can follow us on Twitter at TS Unfiltered and on Instagram at Texas Sports Unfiltered. You can also follow me at Harbaugh Harge on all your social media uh, platforms. We're also on Facebook, so make sure you can watch us there as well. There's a lot to get into, and I don't have a lot of time to give it to you, but I do want to break this down. We're going to talk MLB. We're going to talk NFL. I'm going to give out my power rankings again. We're also going to talk Texas football team. They got a big game coming up. And I know everybody keeps wanting to push it to the side and say, oh, you know, they're favored by so much. We've seen this happen before at the University of Texas. And we want to make sure that we continue to support this team, but also understand they need to make sure that they show up every single day week but i want to break down last night's major league baseball game as the philadelphia phillies absolutely hammer and when i say hammer i mean absolutely hammer the arizona diamondbacks 10 to nothing it was a tight game headed into the sixth i mean it was two to nothing phillies continue to bash the baseball all over the place uh that's what they do but as i told you heading into this playoff i said the team that scares me the most was going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. Because when you watch this team and you watch the energy in which they play, they are tough. And they're going to be a tough out moving forward. They take a 2-0 lead. As I said, they won 10 to nothing. Aaron Nola had another great outing. Uh, he continues to throw the baseball well. He's pitching at home. And that crowd, that crowd makes your hair stand up. And your boy don't even have hair, but I can see it. I can see it. I can see it calling right there. I can see it. Their baseball team plays at a a, a a pace and an energy that is so hard to find and to be consistent with it. And not only are they getting it from the leadoff guy, Kyle Schwarber, who is feast or famine. I told you guys that. But he is in that groove right now. Like, if you ever got a chance to watch him in the home run derby and his swing just started going, started going, started going, He's in one of those moods right now. He's in that area right now of swinging the bat. Anything close, he's banging it. I mean, he's hitting line drives at, at, at the love, the exit lows every single time. And I call him Dave Kingman because for, for all you old heads out there, I know I got some old heads out there. Dave Kingman will hit a ball a mile, but he will strike out six times in a row. He'll come back up that seventh time, hit a home run, and forgot that you he had struck out six times. So that's what Kyle Schwarber is right now. I call him the Sultan of SWAT when it comes to home runs in the postseason. I think he is tied for seventh with 18 career postseason home runs. And he's going he's gonna to hit more. Believe me. As long as they continue to play, he's going to continue to hit a bunch of bombs. 
The Phillies are on fire right now. They are an absolute buzzsaw. They are playing bully baseball. Uh, Trey Turner is starting to swing it. I talked about this a while back. People were mad at Trey Turner, booing him for a little bit. He was going through a slump. He's got, by the way, he's got the sweetest slide in baseball. It's so smooth every time I see my man stealing the base or running around and making plays. But they have done a great job, and the Philly faithful is backing this team all the way. The pitching staff has done good. Aaron Nola, he went six strong innings, seven Ks with zero walks. As I told you about the Texas Rangers and what Nathan Ubaldi was been able to do, if you can throw strikes, that keeps your team engaged behind you. And I know it's the postseason, everybody's engaged, everything needs to happen this way. But there are times that you sit there, and if a pitcher doesn't have it, it is going to be something that you got to watch the defense behind them. But they've been playing good defense because he's been throwing strikes. Arizona, they're up against the ropes right now. They uh they played they played well up until getting to the Phillies. And if it had been anybody else besides the Philadelphia Phillies, then it wouldn't be you you wouldn't be feeling as bad for the Arizona Diamondbacks because they'd be in a good situation. But once they got to this NLCS, that those bats have started to heat up, and now they get to go on the road. Arizona gets to play at home. Game three will be Thursday at home. But the good part about that is. Those Philly fans are going to be there uh, uh, driving you nuts. And that, to me, gives them an opportunity. They're going to play in front of their folks. They're going to be ready to go. But it is just tough. They got to get Corbin going. Uh, Corbin Carroll, they got to get him going. He's hitting 333. He's good. But when he's not scoring runs and he's not being able to run around the bases, it kind of limits them. Uh, Evan Langoria, the OG. He hadn't done much in these playoffs, so he needs to do a little bit more. Tommy Pham, normally slapping people in fantasy football. Now he's got to try to get it going at the plate as well. So there's there's some stars that need to align for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But as of right now, I would not want to be facing those Phillies. Bryce Harper continues to swing the bat. Real Muto, uh, Nick Castellanos. He didn't get a hit yesterday, but he drove – in uh, uh, got an RBI yesterday, doing some things early in the game. So this team, and by the way, their third baseman, Brom, making go-go plays at third base. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's now a physician, but he's a former professional baseball player. And I was at his office this morning. And I said, what do you think of Brom? And he said, dude, he's unbelievable at third base. And I said, do you remember earlier in the year he made some errors? I don't know if it was this year or last year, but the Phillies fans were booing him as well. And the camera caught him saying, I effing hate this place. And then all of a sudden he goes out there, turns it up, comes through a clutch. And now he's one of the best third basemen in the league. And defensively, he played outstanding yesterday. And when the team is starting to roll and people feel good, it makes it a lot easier for you to go out there and do your job. It makes it fun to be in the ballpark. And if you have not been watching these games, you're missing out. Because the approach that the Philadelphia Phillies are taking is bash your head in. 
in any pitch that is close, they are going with the mentality of choosing violence and trying to do damage anytime that ball is close to the zone. They're playing hard, and I still go back to the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves and their their shortstop, Sarah, pissing off Bryce Harper. And that just got everybody engaged. Everybody's ready to go. And this team has been playing some real, real good bully baseball. And I feel bad for the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks right now because you're just going to have to take that smoke, bro. You're just going to have to take it. I feel bad for you, but you're going to have to take it. Um, I want to transition and talk a little bit about the Texas Rangers as they host the Houston Astros, where the Astros uh, obviously play better on the road, and we'll get into those numbers. But before we get into those numbers, I want to give a shout-out to Covert BK. That's right, covertbcave.com is where you need to go to check out all the information because they have eight, they have excuse me seven brands and three new state of the art dealerships. They got Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And in addition to those seven brands, you can also drive off of seventy nine and hit Covert uh, Covert Ford in Hutto. No one beats a Covert deal, not now, not ever. And if you want to stay in the city of Austin, you can definitely go to Ford Lincoln right there in Austin. Cobra Bee Cave is set up on 42 beautiful acres in the hill country. They, they service all makes and models. They got 86 service bays, and that means you won't be there that long. You can be in and out before you know it. Please visit CobraBeeCave.com for the latest specials and inventory, or if you just want to stop by, take a trip out there, ask for Marcus Washington Jr. or Sr., and, of course, Ira Clark. Those are my people, and no one beats a Cobra deal, not now. Not ever. I wanted to talk a little bit about this Texas Rangers game. The Rangers will be hosting the uh, Houston Astros and the Houston Astros seem to be playing better away from home. And it's kind of crazy to me. And I talked about this a long time ago when the, those those numbers started coming out about how bad they played on the road. I mean, on at home. And it's not something normal that you would like to see. But for you to be able to go on the road, play well, and, and have that attention to detail that the Astros seem to have, it is kind of refreshing to see that a team can go on the road, has that championship wear, and be able to execute at a very high level. So to me, when you sit and look at what they are, and it's been well documented, they got a winning percentage of 48% at home. They got a 63% winning percentage on the road. They average 5.7 runs on the road. And their ERA is 3.56. I mean, 5.7. When they're at home, they only score four and a half runs, which is crazy when you think about the Crawford boxes in left field with the power that they have. And they can't score runs at home. Their ERA was 4.23. When it's out on the road, it's 3.7. I mean, 3.57. On the road during the, at home during the playoffs, they're one and three with a four ERA, and in the on the on the road they're two and zero oh with a one five ERA. That to me tells me a lot. But here's the biggest thing for me: with them being a home run or a power hitting team that they are, 
because they got a lot of power when you think of Jordan Alvarez, you think of Kyle Tucker, you think of um, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, guys that have been known to drive the baseball out of the park. And you think about their home differential. They are minus 20 run differential at home. They are plus 154 on the road. They hit 136 home runs on the road. That is utterly amazing compared to 96 at home. That is an amazing stat that every time I saw it, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing because it just didn't make sense to me because it's a friendly ballpark. You've won championships there. But now they get to get on the road. They get an opportunity. They're going to take Christian Javier out there, put him on the mound, and he's been pitching well for them in the playoffs. You start looking at what Max Scherzer is going to do with his opportunity today. It is one of those situations where you continue to look and say, what is Max Scherzer going to be able to do tonight? He's coming back off of an injury. He's got a strain. He had a strained shoulder. And there's an opportunity that they're going to have to manage this bullpen. Now, the luxury is that the Texas Rangers are up two games tonight. That would be the luxury. But we have seen one team be able to come back from two down or three down, 0-3, and come back and win. That was the Boston Red Sox in 2004. Or was it 96? It was the Red Sox, and they were able to do it. So when you sit and you're looking at this game, what is going to be some of the keys to to Bruce Bochy and their pitching coaches to figure out if it's good to leave Scherzer out there? Is Scherzer going to be able to calm down? Because, mind you, the dude hadn't pitched in a while. He's missed a bunch of starts. And if I'm not mistaken, he missed five weeks with a strained tear, uh, major muscle in the right shoulder. Before that, he had a 3.20 ERA with eight starts since being traded to the Astro. I mean, to the Rangers. Here's where it is. The worst of those eight starts by far came against the Astros. And guess where it happened at? Globe life. He only went three innings, gave up seven runs. And today, I guarantee you, Michael Brantley will be in that lineup because Dusty Baker had a conversation with Kyle Tucker and Kyle Tucker. Uh, he talked to him and said that he was probably going to move him down in the order because Kyle's not performing at a, at, at a Kyle Tucker level. Michael Brantley, Mr. Professional hitter. will add some sock to that lineup. And let's not forget that Astros team is unreal. I've been telling you about it on the road, but back to Max Scherzer and what the expectation is for him. Are you quick? hooked or do you let him go if he looks like he's struggling because i'm telling you right now max is going to try to throw the ball through the damn wall because he's missed so much time he's done some simulated games and did some uh uh inner squad pitching but that's not the same that's not the same intensity as facing a team like the houston astros so that's going to be something that we're going to need to monitor if you're a Texas Ranger fan. How long does Bruce Bochy let him go? And then after that, 
who is going to be the person to follow? Are you going to bring in Dane Dunning? That's who I think. That's who I think should be the next guy up. Because Dunning has been very consistent for you all year. He hadn't had a bunch of opportunities in the postseason. So you might want to see how sharp he's going to be as well. And that would be the first thing in my mind. Now, Andrew Haney, I know that they're probably going to look at him. But I would go, my thought would be to go with um, Dane Dunning. Because he's been your best pitcher pretty much all year. And your most consistent. But if you can get four to five innings to, out of Mad Max and he's sharp and you'll be able to tell how sharp he is with his breaking ball. Fastball, he's going to be able to spot that. But the breaking ball, the wipeout breaking ball that you're going to be able to see, that should tell you how sharp he's going to be and how sharp he's going to be early. Uh, for, for the Houston Astros, you know what it is. You know what it is. Where's my man Ike at today? Where's my man Ike at today? Because I know his, his mind is racing right now thinking about this game. For the Rangers to return home and the chance to set the record, match the record of the most consecutive postseason wins with the Kansas City Royals, it is going to come down to what I said about Max, but most importantly, what this team does at the plate. Because Christian Avier, who was 13-6 and six in the regular season, uh, and he had 174 strikeouts this year as well. He had he pitched outstanding against Minnesota. He pitched outstanding against Minnesota. Wipeout breaking balls. He's got good life on his fastball. But that slider, that slider was something that was really different because of the way he was breaking the entire time. So that is going to be something to pay attention to. It are the Texas Rangers, who are very aggressive. If you go back and watch the, the first two games of this series, they've been aggressive early in the counts. Marcus Simeon is starting to get a couple hits. Corey Seager, who, who since the postseason has started, he's had eight hits and 11 walks in seven games. Remember that one game he had five walks. That's patience. And now, of course, you got my man Josh Young, Leonardo Tavares, and Evan Carter that absolutely rate. So you're going to need to pay attention to that. Now, here's the other part of this. I want you all to, to, to understand this. And I brought this up a few days ago because my man, Chris Amadeus, who I'm trying to get on with us on Friday to talk a little bit about this series. I told you that there was a lot of guys that, have, that came through the system that were part of the Round Rock Express. Well, not only were the players, because on the Houston Astros, I'm going to give you the names. Brian Abreu, he was here in 2019. Jose Altuve came down for a rehab start, uh, rehab time 2019. Jordan was here for 2019 because I got a chance to watch him play the entire season before he got called up. Uh, Ronel Blanco is a right-handed pitcher. Christian Javier saw him. Jose Uquiti saw him pitch. Uh, Kyle Tucker, all these guys were here in 2019. That was the last time that they uh, were part of the Round Rock Express. Well, this year, the AAA team of the Texas Rangers, the Round Rock Express, they had Cody Bradford, Evan Carter, Mitch Garner, or Garver, Travis Janikowski, Josh Young, Jose LeClerc, Martin Perez, Josh, Josh Shores, Josh Smith, and Leody Tavares. All those guys have come through the Round Rock Express. 
And so the Round Rock Express is in a win-win situation. Now, obviously, their parent club is the Texas Rangers, so they are pulling for the Texas Rangers. But there's a lot of guys in both of these um, cities that the Round Rock Express have touched. So it is going to be an exciting night in Arlington. I can't wait because I know those Texas Ranger fans are thirsty as hell for their team to be there. And the reason why I say that, they've only, this entire postseason, they've only had one home game. One home game. That's amazing. For them to still be undefeated with only playing one game at home is pretty damn cool. I want you to continue to be a part of the show. Hit us up on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. That's 512-222-9328. And I see everybody on there. Thanks for shouting me out, saying what's up. I appreciate all of y'all hitting me up. You know who else I appreciate because I get a chance to watch all of this? I'll be at a party tonight for a Cover 3 partnership for children. But you best believe I'll be watching uh, the game up on one of those beautiful TVs that was provided by Audiovisual Consultations. This is the best sports time, basketball, football, baseball, and hockey. And there was some USA soccer that was on. So if you don't have enough TVs, what better way to start expanding your visual needs than calling my friends over at Audiovisual Consultation. Call Tom and his crew at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. And let them come and set up your man cave, she cave, home theater, whether you want some surveillance cameras, whatever you need that is audiovisual, my man Tom McKay and his crew will get it taken care of you. Get, get it taken care of. They've been around since 1988 doing an unbelievable job. And as I said, no matter what sports bar you're at, I guarantee that I'm, I'm sure that they put up those TVs. Do yourself a favor, give them a call, 512-255-8678, or go to abconsultations.com and tell them you heard about it right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. But as I said, tonight is going to be a fun night. Dusty Baker has had some moments where you're trying to figure out what's next for this team. They were 51 and, and 30 on the road. That's the excitement about it. That's why they're not phased. That's why if you are a... At Houston Astro fan, you're very optimistic about what to expect going up. And if you're a Texas Ranger fan, you're dialed in. And as I've said, if you want to become the champion, you've got to knock off the champion. And that's the only way that I can see it. Now, the, the Astros, they're going to have something to say about it. You got to see which Jose Altuve shows up for you today. If Jose gets the party started, it's going to be fun. Because you know Jordan's going to show up. You know that um, uh, Michael Brantley, professional hitter Michael Brantley, is going to show up. So those are the questions that you need. At the top of your order, if you can get the party started and try to take the crowd out of the game, that is going to be huge, my friend. Oh, I had to take a drink right there, man. I've been talking a lot. This is your boy. I want to talk a little bit about the NFL, and then I'll get into the Texas Longhorns on the other side. But I want to talk a little bit about the NFL and what we've been able to see here lately. I know that Micah Parsons um, had talked about this a little bit on his podcast, talking about how the Texas, excuse me, here we go again, the Dallas Cowboys get so much heat when they don't play well 
But when other teams don't play well, they don't get as much heat as, as the T- Dallas Cowboys do. And I've been saying that for quite some time. I was like, it's like the University of Texas and it's the Dallas Cowboys. And for my man, Sal, good morning, Sal. Like for my man, Sal, it's like the New York Yankees. Everything is more magnified. Other teams, we don't talk about the Oakland A's and how bad they are. We've come to come up, become accustomed to. Shout out to my boy Armand. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to bring up your team. But I sit there and I look at it and I said, Michael, this is this is what that star represents. You get all the glory and you get all the hate. So you can't have it both ways. So I understand where you're coming from, but let us talk about it. Let me try to defend y'all. I just want you to go out on that field and do your job and everything else. I will defend that. That's what I do. Because I also was a former athlete, and I know the criticisms that go with every single thing that you do. Hell, there was one reporter, and I was just in double-A that I didn't even want to talk to because he wrote a bad article about me. We ended up being friends at the end, but he was doing his job, and I was protecting my ego. And that's what these guys do. But when you sit here and you look at the strengths and weaknesses of all these teams, and right now the biggest story in the NFL and college athletics is red zone scoring. So when other teams aren't putting up the points that they're used to putting up and turning over the football, throwing interceptions, why not bring that same smoke to those teams as well? They don't want to because they don't, they, they're looking for clicks and fodder and want to put all this venom out there against one team when it should be look at the whole league. Things are different. The game has changed a little bit. And guys have continued to either you, – you're either going to evolve or you're going to get stuck in your ways and things are not going to go well for you. I'll take a look at what Mike McDaniels is doing with the Miami Dolphins. Now, they're an actual cheat code. Uh, you know, when you build a franchise and you want this to, to have this conversation, these guys are unbelievable on the field. Ty, Tyreek Hill said it before the year that he was thinking that he could get to 2,000 yards. He's damn near close to that. He's already at 800 yards. In what, six games? What? That's how they're getting it in. So I'm going to give you my power rankings, and you can comment and say whatever you think. But again, these are my power rankings and what I've seen so far. Because I I don't know if y'all know, but I watch a lot of of football. I watch a lot of sports, period. So I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to start from the bottom. At number 10, I'm going to bring in the Cleveland Browns. They won last week against the 49ers. With a practice squad quarterback, PJ Walker, who was just activated. They don't even have Deshaun Watson playing well yet. And they continue to make plays. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they continue to have an MVP candidate in, in uh Garrett. He's he's a freak, by the way. He is an absolute freak. Miles Garrett. He's doing he's doing great work. So I put them at number 10, but I will tell you this at number 11, at number 11, because I'm only doing 10, but I got to give them a shout out. I'm really digging what I'm seeing for the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, they seem to have a chemistry going on. Tank Dell is doing good. Damian Pierce has done a good job. D'Amico Ryans has that defense playing at an all time high. 
and they make play after play after play. So I put them outside of my top 10, but they are lurking. I guess you could call them an honorable mention. At number nine, I put the Buffalo Bills. They won an ugly, ugly football game against New York. But that's all you have to do is win nowadays. You just got to survive and advance. Survive and advance. And that's what they were able to do as they beat the uh, New York Giants. Josh Allen, I don't know. He, he goes from MVP to I don't know what he's thinking to back to an MVP caliber quarterback. He's so up and down. It's just kind of crazy when you think about it. But the Buffalo Bills are my number, my team at number nine. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson party continues to roll, and they are playing really good football. Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers look good. Obviously, you know what Mark Andrews brings to that team. Gus Edwards has been running the ball pretty strong for them. It sucks that they're missing J.K. Dobbins, but Gus Gus has been doing well, and Justice Hill has done a good job as well. And that defense is fearless. They, they always play defense in Baltimore. So I really am digging what I'm seeing with them. Number seven, my Dallas Cowboys. That's right. That came through in the clutch. Hate if you want to, but they still need to find a running game. Obviously, the red zone, as I was just talking about, needs to be something. Hopefully, they can get this stuff figured out during the bye week. And those are some of the things that they can work on. Get your rest, get your refocus, and see if you can obviously steal some some plays from other people in this league to see what you can find out. Dallas Cowboys that come in at number seven. My number six team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just find ways to keep winning. Trevor Lawrence, I know he's dinged up. Travis Etienne, they have been fun to watch. And if you hadn't had a chance to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars, take a moment, take a Sunday, find them. If your team's not playing at that time, watch them. This is a totally different team than what we saw with uh, Urban Meyer, Urban Liar, as he was tearing that whole organization down. It's, it's amazing when you get a guy that's been around the NFL for a very long time, like Doug Peterson, and you get a chance to have him lead your team with, a, with your number one quarterback, your golden boy, actually enjoying the game. So that's been fun to watch. Jacksonville comes in at number six. Philadelphia, Philly. Yeah, Jalen Hurts didn't play well, had three picks, but they are still in the mix. Uh, good football team. That defense continues to play at an elite level. So that is a team that you definitely want to pay attention to. They were the representative of the uh, NF NFC in the Super Bowl last year. They've only lost one game, so it's not the end of the world for them. That's why I still have them at number five. San Fran. Well, well, well. After beating the snot out of the Dallas Cowboys uh, last week, now San Fran gets banged up. They have some players that they're going to have to try to see if they're going to be able to play. And now Brock Purdy looked like Iowa State Brock Purdy. Didn't play at a high level. Was He lost his main players during that game. And so it's amazing that nobody is bringing that up. That's the thing that Micah Parsons was talking about. Nobody's talking about the fact of how bad they played. Sorry about that. I had a cough. Good gosh. Uh, nobody was talking about, maybe that's why I was coughing, because I was talking bad about Brock Purdy. 
My bad, my bad. But yeah, you got to see what's happening. Debo Samuel, you don't know what's going to happen with him. And Christian McCaffrey were both banged up. They still have that high-powered defense. Defense wins championships in a great scheme of thing. But you got to make sure that your offense is hitting on all cylinders. Again, I understand. It's one game. Let's see if that was a game plan because Cleveland is that team. They have elite players on defense. So if you're playing them next, did Cleveland give you a blueprint on how to stop that high-powered offense of the San Francisco 49ers? My number three team. Go ahead. Fancy Boots. Chip Brown. I got you. Here we go. Number three, the Detroit Lions. The fighting Dan Campbells got a big win in Tampa Bay this weekend. Jared Goff and Amara St. Brown, they have great, great chemistry. The defense played well. Again, uh, the game was 20 to 6. Jared Goff, I said this yesterday. Jared Goff is playing at an MVP level. And I know that nobody ever thought they would have Jared Goff MVP in the same sentence, not let alone in the same room. But he has played at a very, very high level. And he's played at a very high level for the last two seasons. Go back and look at last year when he was there. They did amazingly good for the Detroit Lions. And now they're a team to be reckoned with. I picked them at the very beginning of the year. I bought in since hard knocks i bought into him so that is what that's all about so i'm a big fan of that number two i got the kansas city chiefs patrick mahomes um and andy Reid and travis kelsey are still doing their thing chris jones and that defense keep getting better and of course as i've been saying in order to become the champ you got to beat the champ and they all they do is win 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 no matter what and the number one team in football in hardball's Top 10, the Miami Dolphins. Last week, they were my number three team. They are continue to set the NFL on fire. Tyreek is on pace for 2,000 yards. Tua is in that MVP conversation as well. And Mike McDaniels is having so much fun on the sideline coaching this team. They are an Olympic track team. They've got speed on top of speed on top of speed. And then remember, when the trade was made, and I know that you guys pay attention to this, when the trade was made for Tyreek Hill and he left Kansas City, he went to Miami, and all he kept saying is, Tua is one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever played with in my life. And people thought Tyreek was on that stuff. You remember in uh, Lean on Me, Judge, I mean, uh, Joe Clark, Principal Clark, talks to Sam's. He goes, you smoke crack, don't you? That's what people were thinking about. People were like, man, what is this fool on? Because Tyreek is a little bit off half the time. But now, now he went to Bucky's uh, fall prevention school. And Tua looks like an MVP candidate. He's putting up big numbers, and people can say, well, he's just dinking the ball off. No, he's throwing the ball where it needs to be. He's throwing it in some tight windows. He can throw it deep. You got Jalen Waddle out there, Raheem Mostert, obviously Tyree, and Cedric Wilson has made an appearance a couple times for them. 
and Devin A. Chain has was out. The running back has been out. And they continue to move the football and put up those crazy, crazy points. So there you go. My top 10, Miami, Kansas City, Detroit Lions, San Francisco, Philly, Jacksonville Jaguars, Dallas Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, and the Cleveland Browns with my honorable mention, the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, folks, the Houston Texans, they're making an appearance. They're on a bye week, but they're making an appearance. Let me tell you somebody that needs to make an appearance at your home. My great friends over at Pest Wranglers. Go to pestwranglers.com for all your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is a locally owned small family business that's been around since 2006. Its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. That's why Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a a contract because they believe if you keep your customers happy, they will keep working with you. They got five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all other referral sites. So if you need help with some mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or you need inspections for your residential or commercial properties, please give my friends over at Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. You know if I'm working with them, you should too. You know who else we work with? It's the great folks over at Great Blue Heron Furniture. That's right. A customer, a custom furniture company, leather co- company that was started in 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. And man, let me tell you, this stuff is beautiful. It's the highest quality uh, furniture that you would ever find. You cannot and you will not find a more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere out there. There's a link on the bottom of this YouTube page with a video description of our new Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. That's right, folks. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off of your purchase. If you're looking for a furniture that looks amazing and will last for decades, look no further than the Great Blue Heron Furniture Company. Uh, You could click for more information or give them a call at 866-247-9688. That's 866-247-9688. Well, folks, uh, it's that time where Texas football is midway point in the season. Are you happy? Are you happy with where we are? I know you're still kind of pissed off about that Oklahoma game. Rightfully so. But that's in the past. That's in the past. You had the bye week. Now we're back. We're back onto the grind, and we get a chance to go out to, um, we get a chance to go to Houston, Texas, baby. Go play the University of Houston Cougars. But before we get to do that, there's some awards that we're giving out this week that are pretty impressive when you think about it. And for the University of Texas football team, this is a big announcements that have been happening for the midseason part of it. Well, this week, you know that you're going to be in the University of Houston. But next week, you get to play at home in front of the home crowds, October 28th, against BYU. That game will be at 2.30. I'm not putting the cart before the horse because you still have to play that game. And we'll get into that in a second. But there was an announcement that was made about a lot of these players being put on watch list. That's right. The Lombardi Award watch list had five Longhorns put on. Jalen Ford at linebacker, Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks on the O-line, Devondre, Devondre Sweat as the uh, 
defensive lineman and JT Sanders as the defensive end. I'm a little wondering about that, but Lombardi, as you know, those awards are great. My good friend Kenny Sims got one of them Lombardi awards too. So it ain't strange to being at the University of Texas. So that is pretty cool. And remember I told you yesterday that the entire O-line was named to the Joe Moore uh, mid-season honor roll for the best offensive lines in the country. So they were on that list. Uh, I can't wait to see how it ends because of the numbers that are putting up. And then it was announced by a bunch, multiple media outlets on the mid-season All-American list that Jonathan Brooks, the running back, Jonathan Brooks, was named a mid-season All-American. He had his jersey retired this, this past week during the bye week at Howitzville. So he's had a good, good week and now being named to that team. And this is a little guy that wasn't even supposed to be the starter, right? C.J. Bax, remember that? He's supposed to be the starter. He's supposed to be the starter. But I've been saying Jonathan Brooks got a game, man. Let that dude work. Also, Coach Sark was named to the uh, Bear Bryant Award watch list with 26 other co coaches across the country, including G.J. Kenny out of Texas State, who is one win away from qualifying for a bowl game. He's one win away from qualifying for a bowl game at Texas State. So that has been really, really cool to pay attention to. But I also wanted to bring this up. I wanted to bring this up because that game next week against BYU at home is a 2.30 kick, going to be exciting. But it was announced that four-time Grammy Award winner Gary Clark Jr. will perform at uh, Longhorn City Limits in front of the LBJ Long before kickoff. Now, if you've never had a chance to listen to Gary Clark Jr., number one, what the hell is wrong with you? He's a four-time Grammy Award winner. He's also a local legend here in the Austin, Texas area. He has done amazing things, and he continues to do so. So if I'm you, I'll definitely try to make it out there. Even if you're not going to the game and you get a chance to listen to some Gary Clark Jr. music, that's going to be fun to attend. I'll be out there, and I hope you are too. Uh, the Texas basketball team, which was uh, ranked number 18 in the country and picked third in the Big 12, had a scrimmage last night. Uh, Dylan Mitchell played a, a, a game that we've been waiting to see for him. Now, I know it was a scrimmage, and I know BK was talking about it a little bit this morning. I'm sure everybody on this uh, station will be, definitely be talking about it because the Texas basketball team with Dylan Mitchell coming back after he entered his name in the draft and then found out that he uh, needed to work on some things. And one of the things that he needed to work on was not being a guy that was shy and getting out there and shooting the ball from the three-point line. And Zay will definitely be talking about this, I'm sure. But he's a guy that they expect a lot of things from, and I'm excited to watch his growth and maturation. He's, he's, he's a long athletic basketball player who we thought was going to be a high riser, and he ended up not getting those opportunities to be that much of a high riser, but game had game, and that's what it's all about. So I was excited when they said that he had a good game last night, and I can't wait to see them again. They're going to have a scrimmage against St. Ed's coming up pretty soon, so we'll be talking about more basketball. I know that it's still time to talk about excuse me, to continue to talk about football because that's where we're at. But uh, I'm excited about this basketball team and what Coach Terry is going to be able 
to do. On that All-American team, by the way, I wanted to bring it up. Michael Penix Jr., who we all believe, my man CB gets a chance to see him up there in Washington. Uh, we got a chance to see him in the Alamo Bowl. He was the quarterback, and he was unanimous at that position for the preseason, I mean, the midseason All-American team. The linebacker for Oklahoma, Danny Stutzman, who I guess made shirts and got the fake tattoo upside down on there. He was the one. Uh, he made the All-American team. And so there's a lot of players that we'll be paying attention to, but not very many from the Big 12. That's the only bad thing about it. Dallas Turner, who we've played against before at Alabama, he was an All-American as well. Texas A&M had Edgerin Cooper at linebacker, who's an All-American as well. K-State, Connor Beebe on the offensive line, midseason All-American. A lot of talent out there, a lot of time to make a team as well. So it'll be fun to watch the rest of this season. Like I said, we're at the midway point for Texas. United get a chance to get on the roll. You get a chance to go to Houston this weekend. And I told you guys, Dana Hogerson did his best impression of uh, Dave Aranda talking about this Texas football team and what he expects to see from them. So here's Dana when he was talking about the Texas Longhorn. There's there's not enough time in this press conference to explain all the challenges that Texas brings. They're a complete team. Um, you know, they've had two weeks coming off a lost Oklahoma. I can only imagine what their mindset is. Um, they've been dominant all season, um, but to have two weeks coming off that game, I'm sure they're they're going to be about as motivated as anybody in college football coming to Houston on on Saturday afternoon. So, um, you know, they're they're good everywhere. They're big everywhere. Um, they're talented everywhere. They're very deep. <laughs> it's it's you know so. You know, we'll be excited about about playing this game. We hadn't, we hadn't played them in 20 years, and you know, our, our fan base obviously is going to be excited. To, it's going to be sold out. You know, haven't had a sellout here in a long time. Um, you know, and just a quality opponent coming in. I mean, they're good everywhere, and I mean everywhere. Um, on, and they're good on all three sides. So there's it's it's it's, it's far and away our biggest challenge yet this year. Yeah, rightfully so. And you know, I mean. But Dana's no 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 stranger to the University of Texas and what they've done throughout. Dana's been around this league for a long time, the Big 12. He's back in it. And Dana is truly in that situation where his back is up against the wall because there's a lot of the people in Houston that aren't fond. I know there's a lot that love Dana Hogerson and what he brings. And he's good friends with Tillman Fertitta, who is backing everything at that at that university. But I know some people that played at that at, at that school that aren't very fond of him and what he does uh, there for that squad. But here, I want to play this sound from Dave Aranda on playing the University of Texas, and I want you to hear the other sound of Dana Hogerson. Sounds very very familiar. No, I appreciate that. We are going to talk about that. You know, I think as an aside to that, but probably not an aside, is um, I can't tell you how many times um, this off season it's been, um, hey, Dave, 
just win one game, please, you know? And so that has been brought up to me multiple, multiple times. And so, um, you know, I can, I, I, I sense it and I know it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, blessed and more blessed to be able to do something about it. And so, but we're definitely going to talk about the history and just some of the bigger games in the past, uh, because I think that's way important with something like this. Hmm. Now, Dana Holgerson. Sound familiar? Yeah, I've got a lot of comments. Just beat Texas. Don't care if you win any of them, but you got to win that one. You know, you can go one in 11, and it's okay if you if you beat Texas. Well, beating Texas is going to be hard. We know that. Um, you know, I, it's good. It's good for, you know, for our fans. I mean, it's, it's exciting for them. It's way more exciting for them than it is for me. Now, I have competed against these guys a lot over the years, you know, and they're they're in a different place now than when I went there in 2018 was the last time that I competed against these guys. And we came out of there with a win that day. But where they're at now is different. Very fair. And where they were is totally different. He had Will Greer as his quarterback. He had Jake Spavitoff as his offensive coordinator. He had some big-time players on the outside that were making plays. Don't know. He's got players on this team, too. Let's not get it twisted. Donovan Smith was a quarterback that beat Texas last year while he was at uh, Texas Tech, so he knows this team well. Uh, But it's a different team for both teams. It's a different situation for for all of these guys. And I know as well as, as you that as a kid growing up in this state, and let's say most of those guys on U of H is from that area, and you either grew up loving Texas or you grew up hating Texas. You grew up wanting to go to Texas and you grew up wanting to be Texas. So for those that wanted to go to Texas and didn't get recruited by Texas, there's a huge chip on your shoulder. So they're going to come in and be motivated. The nationally televised game, it's on Fox. There's going to be tons and tons of people interested in this game. Even if it's just a passerby, they're going to be ready for this game. And so for me, as you you look at it, and Coach Sark during the week <clears throat> has tried to make sure that this kid, that this team stays locked in, and the players have to stay locked in, and the leadership council has to stay locked in, that has been it. Because they see it. They check it. They see the lines and saw that they're a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. But the film don't tell you that. The film don't tell you that. So those are the types of things that you have to continue to pay attention to if you're a Texas Longhorn fan. Don't get caught sipping the Kool-Aid and then it becomes trash can punch and you being all loopy. So be careful when you're watching, uh, when you're getting ready for these games, because this Texas, I hope they go out and blow the doors off of them. Trust me. But I'm just, I'm always cautiously optimistic about some of these situations because they're 18 to 19 to 20 year old kids that have a lot going on in their lives that a lot of people are pumping them up. And if they can go out there and dominate the way we expect them to, then we can all relax on Saturday. I don't expect this game. I need another one of those 21-point quarters from Texas because they've kind of fallen away from that. Remember in the first beginning, 
they have four games where they had a 21-point quarter. Now we need to get back to that and see if we can have that happen coming up <clears throat> this week. We'll continue the conversations this week as we break it all down. And But right now, we're going to definitely break down this Texas Rangers-Houston Astros matchup. I know there's a lot of people that are Phillies and Arizona Diamondback fans. Listen, Phillies, they're going to run away with this deal. They're a buzzsaw. They're a buzzsaw. And they're just getting beat up a little bit, right, Dom, if you're an Arizona Diamondback. But you get a chance to go home. You can rectify this and see what happens. But tonight, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros at the Gilf. Everyone's excited about it. There's a lot going into it. Christian Javier, who's been one of the best pitchers in the postseason for the Houston Astros, will get the ball tonight going up against Mad Max. Is Mad Max back? Is he going to be too amped up? Is he going to be controlled? He's been in these situations before. He's pitched in big games, but he's been out for five weeks. He's been out for five weeks trying to make sure that his shoulder is in the right place. What if that thing flares up? What is going to be the reaction? Is Corey Seager going to be able to continue to swing a hot bat? Is are the Rangers going to be able to strike first? I know the Houston Astros, you know, I mean, you know how Jose Altuve will try to jump the fence quick. Which Jose Altuve will we have? Will we have the more focused, uh, the MVP Jose Altuve? Or is he going to be the one that is still out there looking lost half the time, not knowing how to run the bases, which is crazy for me. Don't forget the last time that they played each other, Michael Brantley. Well, the last time that Scherzer faced the Houston Astros, Jordan got him, Michael Brantley got him, and Jose Abreu, who is somebody that I I'm, I fear in this game tonight. I fear Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu likes those live fastballs that Max is going to be chunking up there. So <clears throat> just know that. which. Is, is Jeremy Pena going to make an appearance in these playoffs for you guys at Houston Astros? I hope so. When And Dusty Baker, uh, it's been reported, he had a conversation with Kyle Tucker, who has been struggling. He's talking about moving him down in the order. We'll find that out here a little bit later today. I know Michael Brantley, as I just said, is a professional hitter. He will be somebody that uh, is a calming force and a good situational guy that understands what the game is all about. He'll add some sock to that lineup and the Astros play well on the road. We'll see. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope that you guys are as excited as I am to watch this game. Let me tell you about my friends over at four roofs. That's right. Four, the number four roofs TX, by the way, he's a huge Rangers fan as well. Four Roofs TX is where you need to go for all your roofing needs. I got a buddy that's in town and is working with the insurance companies and they have a great relationship with the insurance companies as well. So I know if you're in the central Texas area, you got hit pretty hard the last time that the, the hail came through. But you also got to think about the high winds and the, the sun wearing down. And I know a lot of people don't want to get their roofs replaced. I don't know why. That's kind of craziest thing that I've ever heard, to be quite honest with you. If you, you pay for insurance, get your roofs replaced. If, it, if it's banged up, 
get it done because you want to make sure that you are, are covered when that happens. They got a 15 years of experience, affordable pricing, and quick response times. They're thorough and very trustworthy. I know them personally, and I promise you they won't disappoint you. They got an on-site project manager at every job site making sure it goes smooth. Reach out today at 512-520-5884 or go to the number 4roofstx.com. Don't be sitting around waiting for the rain to come in and then talk about, man, I should have got my roof done. No, have them come out and get that inspection for you and they'll let you know what's needed. They're not going to try to screw you over. Trust me on that. They're from the area. You can tell them Harbaugh Hard sent you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I love the fact that you guys are in early and you stayed throughout. Felt like Mac Brown. Come early, stay late, and be loud. That's what you got to do. But uh, I'm excited about the games tonight. There's also some college football action tonight. Uh, Sam Houston State is playing tonight, which is kind of cool. But during heading into the weekend, we'll start breaking it all down. We got Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about that. And we will also still break down this Texas Longhorn team as they travel to Houston to take on the U of H Cougars. Uh, Big games this weekend. The one that I'm really going to focus on, and I'll get you a breakdown on that tomorrow, is the Penn State-Ohio State football game. James Franklin is, is hilarious as a coach and my, I wonder. I wonder if it's Key and Peel that's over there. Michael Key over there dressing up like James Franklin. I wonder if he's going to be one of those guest pickers this weekend, making an appearance because it's going to be a huge, huge game. Also, another game this weekend that I'm going to be paying attention to is I want to see if Oklahoma State and West Virginia are going to be one of those games. What is Mike Gundy going to be doing? Huh? I I really don't know what Mike Gundy's deal is. At all. I'll be paying attention to Texas State, too, because they get an opportunity to uh, qualify for a bowl if they get that win this weekend. And it'll be the first time that they'll be bowl eligible. Uh, Tennessee will take on Alabama this weekend. That's going to be a fun one. And I can't wait to watch LSU and Army. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not worried about that game. LSU doing their thing. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, don't believe everything you see, because even Salt looks like sugar.